0: Hello and welcome to the World Economic Forum's podcast series, Cities of Tomorrow. My name is Alice Charles and I lead the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanisation. In this podcast series, we're exploring the different challenges that cities around the world are facing in order to become smart and sustainable. In this third episode, I will be talking to Penny Abby Wardina. Penny is the Commissioner of International Affairs at the City of New York. She is also a World Economic Forum Young Global Leader and a member of the World Economic Forum's Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanisation. So something that I'd like to um, remind people about is that New York City is 8.6 million people. So we're a city that is actually as large, if not larger, than 141 countries, but we're also not just the island of Manhattan. And we have structural inequities and issues throughout our five boroughs, and it is incredibly important for us, being on the ground with our community, to identify solutions. Um, Cities have been, and we also are host to the largest diplomatic corps in the world. So we have the United Nations, we have 193 permanent missions and how exactly do we work with this incredibly rich and um, powerful community to exchange best practices Um, and in terms of why are cities important I can speak as an American right now we have a national government that's abdicating their responsibility on issues Mm -hmm. like climate change, um, immigration and we as a city that celebrates our diversity and inclusivity we know what it takes um, to make our cities safer um, Mm -hmm. and how to create a more sustainable economy and climate for our community. So just turning to um, the implementation of the, the SDGs and, and yeah. the Paris Agreement, the yes. New urban agenda, you're part of the We're Still In campaign? We, <laughs> we are not only still in, um, we actually led that movement. So um, when the Trump administration pulled out in early 2017, within 24 hours, uh, Mayor de Blasio signed an executive order that committed New York City directly to the Paris Climate Accord. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, during that time, we also have worked with other U.S. cities, and now over 400 U.S. cities mm-hmm. have directly committed. Um, so not only are we reflecting our policies of New York City to ensure that we're meeting the Paris Climate Accord, we are also thinking um, outside of the box, and we are actually working on what we have called uh, climate accountability, and that has meant um, the Global Divestment Network, which Mayor De Blasio and Mayor Khan from London have um, have led on, and this is to ensure that cities are thinking about the money that they have and how we're spending it. So we're divesting about $4 billion from our pension funds um, and reinvesting that in clean energy, um, divesting from the the five big oil companies and then reinvesting those uh, billion dollars into clean energy companies. So it's not only um, how we are being transparent about the work that we're doing, Mm -hmm. but also trying to lead a movement to have cities think about how they use their money around fossil fuels as well. So, as we think about implementing the SDGs and and the Paris Mm -hmm. Agreement and the New Urban Agenda, what are the principal challenges that New York has to address? I mean, there are many. I think it depends on which, which uh, department you work in. Are you in yeah. transportation? Are you in sanitation? What we have done with the de Blasio administration is understand that exchanging best practices, replication um, is really something that is an opportunity for us. So what we have done, and I'm not sure if your listeners know, but New York City um, under the de Blasio administration has a development agenda. This was very important for us post-Superstorm Sandy was to look at the long-term sustainability and resilience Of New York City, but with the mayor, um, with Mayor de Blasio, we have a strong equity lens in tackling those issues. And what we did was when it was launched um, in April 2015, same year as the global community came together around the SDGs, we actually mapped our One NYC goals to the SDGs and identified synergies in all of them. So we have a program called Global Vision Urban Action where we have created a platform to exchange best practices with cities and states around the world um, around these issues. And so what we think is the most important around what our challenges are is to be transparent. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that we're doing that is um, we are submitting a voluntary local review to the United Nations. Um, Every year during the high-level political forum, um, national governments submit a voluntary national review as to where they are on the SDGs. We submitted the first ever voluntary local review last summer, and we're recruiting cities around Around the U.S. and around the world to join us, but the important thing about this is that we're reflecting on Every SDG and where we are succeeding in accomplishing that, and really being honest about where our challenges are, so that opens up the conversation. How do we exchange best practices with Quito or with London? Um, and so that is how we're tackling that particular issue. What is the role of innovation and technology in solving some of these challenges? I mean, you know, we actually just did a moonshot challenge. Um, so, New York City really needs to get um, to identify how to get more electric vehicles mm-hmm. on our streets, and one of our Challenges is where where does that go? Yeah. Um, so we had a moonshot challenge, open it up to our global community, and actually a German company. I'm going to kill its name. It's called Uber Ubertricity. Um, they won, but they are um, their uh, their idea is to repurpose our um, our lamps, our street lamps, as charging stations. Oh, wow. Yes, and if so, if it works, and that was the winning idea, and that's something that we're working on. If that is to go through, I mean, right there, that's 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 innovation taking us, you know, uh, sort of leap frogging us (laughs) past a lot of challenges yeah right and I was going to ask you what lessons cities can learn from the city of New York and and say for example you're sitting in Mumbai or uh, Nairobi for example what do you think those types of cities can learn from New York and you know and this is and I I appreciate you asking that question because I think a lot of people think of New York City and think London or Paris or big cities the reality is that we have challenges so um, SDG 14 life underwater we have some very filthy water. Ways throughout the South Bronx and parts of our um, boroughs. And what we are looking to do is see how communities in developing countries are addressing their issues there and how can we replicate some of those ideas here. That at the end of the day is exactly the reason we have this, this platform of Global right. Vision Urban Action. Uh, you look at Rwanda and community gardens, that's something that we're starting to replicate more and more throughout our five boroughs to make sure that the community comes together but has sustainable food and healthy food accessible in our under underserved Neighborhoods, so that's something that we got from Kigali, right? You know, so it's a it's the learning is two way. The learning is two way, and I think it's really important um, that developing countries or cities that are considered big and wealthy show up with humility to all of these conversations, recognizing um, that we can learn from different regional contexts and different uh, population sizes. That was Penny Abbey-Wardina, Commissioner for International Affairs, New York City, and a member of the World Economic Forum's Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanization. My name is Alice Charles, and you've been listening to the third episode of the podcast series Cities of Tomorrow.